show is sponsored by HiveMind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the HiveMind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings and of course to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at HiveMindCRM.io. All right, ladies, we are on our um, three-month call. So it's ladies' night, and if you were here on one of the original nights, um, this is the call that we were supposed to go over our three-month goals, check in with each other. So if you do have your goals at the end of the call, um, we'll cut the recording off and we'll go over those, make sure that we are holding each other accountable and check in with each other. But we have our first guest. I'm super duper, super duper excited. Miss Tiffany is a tax sale expert, author, and a real estate coach who specializes in teaching and assisting individuals in making money and purchasing real estate through tax sales. With over 18 years of experience in acquiring real estate, tax deeds, and tax liens in Michigan, Missouri, Tennessee, and Louisiana, she empowers her clients with the resources, tools, and specialized knowledge to live the life of their dreams through real estate investing. Guys, before before I let her start talking, I have to give y'all a backstory. So this girl is so cool. Let me tell you, I had to do I had to do the formal part for y'all first. Let me tell you, I thoroughly enjoy Miss Tiffany's Instagram. Just in case you're not following her, go to Instagram, put in the at symbol, type in Tiffany Tyus and follow her. Let me explain why. She will have you giggling over the, the littlest things. You can listen to her coming home <laughs> from a long day and she gonna tell it like it is. I, Tiffany, I truly appreciate that. I, I, tr I truly appreciate your authenticity. Um, sometime in a world like this, we just want people to be real with us and let us know it is not easy always. Sometimes you just gotta be real with folks and sometimes you have to say what you need to say. I'm One more and I'm gonna shush my mouth. Just because Tiffany said something and you caught it and you heard it wrong, <laughs> that don't mean you just go out and start doing what you think you heard Tiffany said. You need to make sure you do your own research and you get it right. She already know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but Tiffany is dope. I heard her on Clubhouse and I was floored like floored. Like I listened to a lot of clubhouse. I'm listening to a lot of real estate calls. She came into the call very humble. She started speaking. She politely took over the room. It got to the point where they were asking her questions. It wasn't her room. It wasn't her call, but they was asking for Tiffany's help. So let me say this. You guys are about to be blown away. Just her personality alone will blow you away, but she's sincerely a genuinely an awesome person. So I'm on hush now and let Tiffany say something to y'all. 
You know what, Sharonda, thank you so very much. I love you and you are awesome. You know, um, honestly guys, I just make sure that I'm being myself at all times because I can't be no one else. You feel me? Um, it's interesting you brought up my fake my Instagram page today. So I'm gonna share something with you guys that happened to me today. Today I'm in the office and um, I'm, I'm, I'm in another department because I'm taking care of some things with some training for, for my staff. And when I go to the other office, one of my old bosses, I um, saw his door open. So I poked my head in and was like, hey, how you doing? Just stopping by saying good morning. And he was like, Tiffany, just the person I needed to see. And I was like, okay, what's going on? He says, um, come sit down, let's have a chat like that. And I said, okay, cool. So I sit down and me and him have a wonderful rapport. We, uh, I worked under him for years and I learned a lot from him. And I always look to him for his advice or um, guidance and certain things within the office. And um, he says, so, I sat down and he says, so tell me about Tax Sale Talk Thursdays. And I was like, and, and that's a platform that I have on my um, Instagram where I have Thursdays, I discuss nothing but tax sales. And, and I said, well, yeah, I explained that to him. And he was like, well, where are you recording these um, talks? And I said, I'm, I'm recording in my office, but um, I'm recording it on my lunch break. And he was like, it's a conflict of interest. That is a conflict of interest for you to be in the office recording. Now, mind you, I work for the commissioner's office and that particular office collects property taxes. It also collects motor vehicle taxes and things of that nature. So he said that, you know, you need to delete all of that, all videos within your office immediately. Now, and I, that's why I asked him if I can just go outside, it's okay. He said, you cannot be anywhere on the property recording anything pertaining to what you do outside of this job. And I told him I understood. And I asked him, I said, so where did you get this information from? He said, he couldn't tell me. And that, um, but delete the videos immediately, anything you're in the office discussing. And so I said, okay, so, so you're telling me that um, I may have to do an audit of my social media. And he said, that's definitely what you have to do. So all the videos and, and y'all, I thought maybe just a couple of videos in the office. I had like 15 videos sitting in the office. And so I'm like, whoa, you know, but I definitely um, appreciated his honesty and the fact that he respected me enough to even say anything to me because he didn't have to you know, and um, I told him I appreciate him and all that good stuff. But I put up a post today. Um, I haven't done a complete audit as of yet, but you know, the main people, they definitely gone from off my page. And so um, I had to put up a post today because I, I do have a lot of people that look for me to give them information, especially about an area that they had no clue about, you know? something that's going on within their environment, within their community that they was not aware of basically right under their noses. So 
what I did was I put up, a, um, I took all the videos down and I put up a caution, please excuse our appearance while we're under construction. So I have to redo everything. So I'm starting off from scratch, um, not with my followers and not with my content and my subject matter, more or less of setting up my business page. And I also, um, it, it was so beautifully laid out. I had everything lined up beautiful, you know, I so, I'm, yeah. right. so, so I'm starting all over, but it's but all you, good. The, even but, the ones though that you, the thing is, is now I'm sorry to interrupt. What, what makes people love who you are, even when you are drive, driving and you almost home, like, this is all I'm going to do today. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you'll spit some gems and then it's like, I'm going to give me some sushi and I'm going to lay down. You know right. what I mean? It's, it's like, like that resonates <laughs> with us as women. You could be on commissioner's campus, an actual house. The, the, what we love is your authenticity. So I hope this doesn't that. take you, doesn't push, you know, make you feel like you've done, I don't want you to feel like you've done anything wrong or no. we're we'll waiting, we'll waiting for it. It, it, it pushed me, it, it actually made me want to go harder, you know, and say it even louder, you know what I'm saying? Because of the fact that I'm not doing anything wrong, but I understand his particular, um, his opinion, you understand? So I deleted yeah. everything in the office. So um, tax sales, guys, um, I, um, and, and this is another thing. Um, this particular office was the delinquent tax department. This department is where I found out about most of my tax sales. Oh, because I'm I'm putting I'm selling tax liens to individuals. That's how I know about this particular field of real estate. I knew about it, but I got a lot in more in depth in tax sales. So um, if you follow me definitely follow me. I follow back and I still will do what I normally do, but just not in the office. Okay. You have any yeah. I'm going to start asking questions because you have some ladies here who want, like with some of the ladies here, we are, okay, so we come from different backgrounds. So the hive mind is a, a compilation of different types of investors. So me personally, I'm a land investor. Um, there's uh, Alma, she stepped off already. She's a mobile home investor. Um, Elizabeth is large parcel land investor. Mm -hmm. um, um, Ashmara flips land. I'm not sure if Ashmara, do you do houses too? I know she's in Miami area, but she's dope. She's dope with disposition. Um, yeah, we do houses. You I'm do cooking. everything? We do houses too. Okay. <laughs> yes, dope. So we have, and then we have some ladies that do um, Airbnb. Uh, okay. So it's different aspects of uh, real estate. We do. We only have that I can recall had one person that talks specifically about tax liens, and it was a guy. His name's Aaron. So when I mentioned tax sales, tax liens, it was like, okay, we need to hear this young lady. So the first question that I know that most people ask about it is like. First off, can you explain what tax sales are and how do you find them? Okay. So basically tax sales are, you know, when you, everyone in here, um, 
everyone in here may not, but you may own property. When you own a piece of real estate, what happens is you're paying the property taxes for your property. Now, it may be um, wrapped up in your mortgage, but you're still making those property tax payments. Now, let's just say some mortgages don't, don't have the option, well, give you the option to not have it in your mortgage, you have to pay it yourself. Or some properties you may own that um, you don't have a mortgage and you have to pay the property taxes yourself. Now, abandoned properties, um, um, properties that's inherited, all these, everything that we own as far as real estate, even land pays property taxes. Now, when you do not pay those property taxes, the county municipality will place a lien on your property, whether it's land or a home or home structure. They're gonna place a lien on it. Now, if you don't pay that particular, um, once they pay, place the lien on it, that's, they can sell your lien. And they're gonna sell your lien in the same fashion as, um, you know, when you um, behind on your credit card bill and it goes to collections they sell that debt to a third party, the same way with your property taxes. And depending on your state is whether you're gonna, they're gonna be selling a tax lien or a tax deed. Now, every state have these particular sales at different times throughout the year. So whomever collects your property taxes will actually initiate the process for a tax sale. And pertaining even with your particular state laws, it's gonna determine whether or not you get a year of redemption, that year of redemption is the amount of time you get to pay that particular property tax back, including interest to whomever was the highest bidder. Let's just say you wanna um, start purchasing tax liens and tax deeds. You're gonna contact the property collector within that particular city and state and that county, who's, whomever is collecting property taxes, you contact that particular municipality and say, hey, when is your tax sale? Uh, or do you sell tax liens or tax deeds? And some states don't have a, um, a interest amount where you can't make money off of it. Other states do. And so pertain, um, depending on your particular state laws is whether or not you're gonna be getting a tax lien or a tax deed. It also determines how long you can hold that deed for and allow the property owner to come in and pay you back the amount you pay plus interest. Or there are some states as well whether um, that'll let you know that the year of redemption or the redemption period was prior to the sale and that property is already yours at the tax sale. So every state operates differently. Differently, um, Nothing pertaining to tax sales is cookie cutter. So you have to research and find out how your particular state operates. So to be successful at a tax sale, so uh, it was so funny. I was telling Tiffany, I was like, uh, we both were at the Gwinnett County tax sale. Hmm. Was it two? That's three? right. It was, was um, August 3rd, yeah. And what was funny for me, so I'd been to tax sales before just to just to see how people moved, right? But I wasn't paying attention to what was happening. And so this was the first time I went in um, to try to purchase something. And being a land investor, having gone and researched these properties from a land investor's perspective, I went in there and I was listening to what these bids were. And I was like, that land is not worth that amount of money. So 
I was like, well, wait a minute. Um, so can you explain to me or to everyone um, why these properties were bidding so high? Coronavirus. Everybody, it's the COVID pandemic. Everyone is trying to grab real estate. It's like real estate is the number one thing right now. And you're looking at these people like, that property aren't even worth that much. Well, what are you going to do with that property? How are you going to resell it? What is your plan? Have you even done the numbers on this particular property? You couldn't have, because if you had, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even be paying that much for it. You wouldn't even bid it up that high. But you have a lot of people that's interested in getting real estate by any particular means, they are willing to pay over and beyond for the property, even if it's even if it's a piece of land. And that's the thing, just like in regular um, real estate in traditional home sales right now, they're over, you know, bidding on the properties. They're over the, the offer is twenty to forty thousand um, dollars more than what the property owner is even asking for. You know, so this particular um, um, pandemic time that we're in, it's like every, everything is really upside down. Everything is upside down, and. And, and, and at the end of the day, it's like you have to, you, when you're dealing with real estate, I've learned that you have to learn how to pivot. You have to learn how to move and get ahead of that curve. You know what I'm saying? Because just because everybody else is doing it this particular way, and even though it's the way that you've always done it, now you got to change it up a little bit because there ain't no way I'm going to pay $50,000 for a lot of land in Clayton County when last year it was a thousand dollars, you know, but I have to be able to figure another way out in order to get what I want, you know, because their end goal is not the same as my end goal. And a lot of these people who's out here bidding, they're bidding just to get it, just to say that they have it. And when all the dust settles from pa this pandemic and coronavirus and all of this, it's going to be a lot of people who have real estate that's not worth that they're it's not worth what they pay for and they're gonna be, they will have lost money on it because they can't sell it nowhere near how much they sold it for how much they purchased it for you feel me so no i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna be out there in a bid war with everyone when i know the value of the property is nowhere near what they're paying for it so what i've decided to do because you know um everybody doing like the wholesaling thing and you, you know, it's everyone wants real estate. So what I've started doing is contacting, I get my list, right? And what I do is if you on this list, you already, it, you, it, it's already a pain point. It's already issue because you would have had your property taxes paid if it wasn't. So what I do is I start contacting these property owners the moment that get that list because you got a good two weeks, right? So within them two weeks, I'm on them. And I'm sure everybody else is on them as well. I start shooting out postcards and all that, but I'm getting them on the phone or I'm knocking at their door and be like, did you know your property, uh, your property is up for tax sale? What is your intentions? 
hey, maybe I might be interested in buying it. I might sub to it. You never know. But I'm trying to figure out a way to get myself in the game. And if I can't get myself in the game by purchasing the tax deed because they're bidding them up so high, I'm going to try to circumvent it from even going to the sale. Let me grab it before I even get there. So it won't even be called on the stairs, you know, and I have to fight with deep, deep, deep pockets. So I have a question. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, you good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so if you're trying to get them before they get to the tax sale, right? Are mm -hmm. you providing them with an offer? Are you? Yeah. 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 yeah, definitely. I'm going to provide them with an offer, but also, it's, it's like I'm trying to get them on the phone. We're trying to have a conversation so I can see how I can be a part of the equation. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because, um, of course, I've, I've driven by the house. I need to see what it looked like. Um, sometimes, a lot of times, they're not even in the property anymore. And so you're like, hey, maybe I can make this a win-win for the both of us because if it's going to tax sale, you're not going to get anything out of the deal. Right. Can I say can one I thing? Um, Tiffany, maybe you can help me out with this. And Cindy and I knew we do our businesses very similar. We had similar um, training backgrounds. So land investors, um, the way that we're trained is to um, go to the county and pull the delinquent tax records. If we and we use data data houses sometimes to pull this data. If like you a, like pull, can you like hear me? A FT, yeah, like the FTP site and stuff like that. Yeah, well, yeah, like there's um, there, and that, mm -hmm. it even goes further. There's uh, Agent Pro two four seven data tree prop stream mm -hmm. map. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you pull the delinquents for Georgia, like I just pull, let, show me everything delinquent for Georgia. There will never be anything there. But then there's something at the tax sale. So it's like, is it that for some odd reason, right. the counties are not reporting the delinquents publicly? No, they're reporting it. It's just the databases you're using isn't as accurate as it needs to be. Would, so so would if they're showing zero, then, then most likely then that data is not accurate. And then I need Correct. to go straight to the county. Yes, you can go straight to the county's website put in any particular address that you're interested in and it will tell you um, the delinquent taxes. And mind y'all, um, y'all know property taxes is public information, you know, so you can see that their taxes are behind. Now, I use some of the same systems, but I don't use the systems for that, um, for that, um, for that reason. I use the systems to you know, just pulling up the value, see what the um, ARV is going to be, property mm -hmm. owner's name, see if there's a mortgage still on the property and stuff like that. But those data houses you're, you're, um, you're using, they're not always at the courthouse pulling up the information. You know, they're, they're lagging behind as well. So they're not going to have everything that they need to be able to provide to you, the customer. So there's actually like um, in Georgia, there's a system that you can use to actually see the court records online. I think it's like $25 a month. And I think it's like CAAS courts or something like that. Um, but you can see the court filings 
put in the address in the neighborhood and you can actually pull that up. It's with the courts and it's not going to show every single county. So we all know like Georgia has 159 different counties. Every county is not in there. So some counties have their own website that they use for their particular county to provide the public information as far as the, um, the tax records. So like, like making, what, should mm -hmm. we, what should we search for? So like we can go to the tax assessor site, but the tax assessor site is only going to show you like one property at a time and you have to know the property. So like if we're just trying to identify who the delinquent properties are, how would we go about doing that? Is there like, um, well, I know like, for instance, if for, for my particular county, you can go to, I think it's the tax commissioner's site, and then they list the properties right when they're available to let you know that the, these are going to be at the sale. But the right. point before that, how do we, is there a way to get that information before they announce it? As a conglomerate, and soon this is like not knowing if a property is going to be behind or not. So like right now we have filters, like we use the data, like we would take all of the data for the county using some of these power, these, these, these uh, data houses. And we try to remove, like we remove people who live within a certain vicinity of the property, but we're trying to identify people who are delinquent. And these, delinquent. And, you know, these data houses aren't like giving that data up. <laughs> They're not, Correct. I can see why they wouldn't. But I'm like, how do I get to the point where I know they know? I know it's because there is stuff at the tax sale. So it's like, I'm trying to just wrap my brain around what else can I be looking for? What am I missing? Well, well like um, like every particular, or not, what I should say, every county has a newspaper that they put out. You know, the those judicial newspapers now those particular newspapers they have those um that information um publicized in those um newspapers for like four weeks prior to the sale also different counties do have systems in place where you can actually get access to a database of like the delinquent taxes and some counties will allow you to actually gain access to that particular file. Now, what you have to do is contact each of those counties and find out how do you get access to this particular file of the delinquent taxes for their county. Okay, that makes sense. I, for whatever reason, I just felt like in Georgia, it was like, I don't know, maybe because I live here, I'm like, y'all just trying to make it hard for me. <laughs> no, I think, I think, you know, cause I'm a, I'm a county worker myself and I work, I've been at the county for, um, 16 years. And so it's like, if you don't come and ask the very specific question, and if you are asking a question that you're unsure about, and you really don't know, sometimes we're not gonna give you that information. We're not gonna just 100% help you with something that you're not even sure what you're asking for. That makes you, sense. That makes you, you sense. You get what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Yeah. And 
And sometimes the individual may not necessarily know. And so that means you move on to the next person. I'll come back the next day. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, you, sometimes it's trial and error, honestly. And I do notice like at some courthouses, um, you have people that's in the courthouse um, on the, um, cause like um, in some courthouses, there's computers that they have in the courthouse where the public can come in and type in different addresses and look at the files and look what was um, filed on particular properties. But it's not a database, but more or less you have to put in each particular address, you okay. know? A lot of people spend the day doing that, you know, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But so, I, would, I would call the counties. I would call mm -hmm. the counties and ask, hey, my name is Miss Love. How you guys doing today? Beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm doing great, too. Look, I was looking, I was inquiring about, um, you, um, you know, I, um, I'm, I'm in tax liens and tax deeds, and I'm trying to figure out, does your county provide a list or a database for companies that's interested in purchasing tax interested interested in purchasing delinquent taxes do y'all happen to have something like that mm -hmm. that makes sense and so that yeah, makes sense that that's helpful so if so now what you've given us tonight which is is pretty good is that you've given us a strategy to try to get ahead of the tax sales and contact these property owners prior to their property being sold. Um, and the, the things that's happening right now with tax sales, like you said, is COVID. People are just yeah. buying properties it's just because it's on sale. Um, <laughs> and like, for instance, I don't know if you were there right when this sale started, the first property, which you which you probably know, the first 10 properties on the list are probably the most researched properties. Right. So when they put out the bid, I was shocked that there was somebody that said anything because it was, you know, the land, it was a small piece of land across from a house that had, you know, where the, you know, the cement block that the sewer um, jumps into and it was just like like a valley there was like it's not buildable and that property went for fifty six hundred dollars and i was like what are you first off let me just say this right <laughs> people can people can use properties for other things other than building on it i do understand that but what is your end game if you buy a property at a tax sale let me to correct me if I'm wrong, Tiffany. Once you buy it, it and then you redeem it after. So Georgia is a year, and other states is other time limits. But right. after that is yours. You don't pay fifty six hundred dollars for this property that's just a ditch with mm -hmm. a sewer in it. Mm -hmm. And next year, now you gonna owe property tax on it, correct? Yes, on that ditch. Yes, on that ditch until you get rid of that ditch. And you can't sell it. You can't, and you just pay <laughs> the taxes on it was five hundred dollars, but you just paid fifty six hundred for the ditch. And then a year from now, you're gonna have to start paying taxes on the ditch until you're done. So you have to do your due diligence in tax sales, just like any other investment. 
Yes, you have to do the on the um the the research. You have to do due diligence. But also, it's like a lot of people just use. I've noticed a lot of people just use like Google Maps, and oh, they looked at the property, or they'll drive by the property. Oh, that house looks good, but they don't realize that that parcel is for that little bitty strip next door to the house. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I try to tell people, go to the GIS system, use the GIS system to put the parcel number in so you can see exactly what that parcel number is. You understand? And it gives you the aerial view and you can see exactly what you're bidding on. Not what you think you're bidding on, you want to know exactly what that parcel is. So like you're saying, Miss Love, it's like they just out there bidding. They probably haven't even seen the property. They just did a Google map search or driven by. And like you said, they're bidding on ditches and um, a little piece of common area in a um, subdivision. And, and, you know, the GIS is free. Just um, type in um, whatever particular county. GIS, Google, whatever particular county, GIS. Yep. Okay. There was another cool thing that you hit me to. And I'm sorry, I'm not paying attention to the comments. I'm such a bad host right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm just talking to Tiffany. I'm so sorry. Um, you remember I was telling you about the gentleman that was standing next to me. And I was like, why is he like he was now, mind you, I wrote down, um, right. I don't have it with me. I wrote down the amounts for how much they were going. And then I was telling you, like, you you explained his process to me. It made sense when you said it, but I can't restate it. But you remember what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. So you, you remember when I said I, I provided the equation, the, um, the example of um, talking to the property owner and saying, hey, I can offer you such and such, such and such because your home is going up for tax sale and you're not going to get anything anyway. So why not make it a win-win situation? And at least if you sell the property to me, I can give you something out of the deal. I pay off whatever that particular lien is and put a little money in your pocket, give you a little bit of time to move out, right? So I would like to let y'all know that overages, overages do exist. And a lot of property owners are completely unaware of overages okay so just like mortgage overages for uh, foreclosures they exist as well as tax overages exist so i'm at the tax sale i'm staying for the entire sale because i want to know how much each particular property sold for because let's just say a property was five thousand dollars a property that's what their taxes that was the outcry bid for $5,000 and all these crazy people out there bidding it all the way up, let's say it went up to 50,000, correct? So that $50,000, that particular highest bidder paid that amount, the property owner is gonna get the $5,000, right? They get that $5,000 and, but mind you, that whole redemption period still plays a part. So it's not like it's an immediate thing. You still got to wait that redemption period out because they're still waiting on the property owner to come in to redeem their um, liens, right? But once that redemption period is over, that bidder gets property, file the paperwork, borrow the right of redemption and gets the property. What happens is that $5,000 is paid. Their debt is paid. 
and that leaves an overage of $45,000. Who does that $45,000 belong to? The property owner. All day long. And they don't even know. Minus any other particular liens or fees that may be on there. So let's just say they had some old other fees, like some HOAs and a mechanics lien or something like that, right? So let's just say after all that money has been paid out, let's just say they got $20,000 left. That property owner has no clue that that money is out there and belongs to them. So you basically say, hey, my name is Tiffany Tyus with the B Alexis Group. And Ms. Jones, I just noticed your property was in foreclosure or your property went up for tax sale, but I'm showing that there's some money that's due to you. And for a small fee, I can retrieve those funds for you. You understand? You always making some money as long as you as, as long as you're aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. You have to know, you know what I'm saying? And well, it's that's like three ways. You just told us that that's three ways already. Yeah. But, so, see, but see, in Georgia, the thing about Georgia is they don't like dealing with third parties when it comes to um, overage. So, neither here in Florida. They hate it. They want you to uh, deal with an attorney. Yes. So make sure you have an attorney that you're working with because they don't want us going out there. Or not even us, just the public, period, to go out there and get that money for them. They don't even want the people to know that the money is out there because if they don't know about it, the um, actual, the city and the county takes that and they use it however they want to use it. So I have a question. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, am I supposed to type the questions in, Sharonda? It's the first time I'm on No, the no, no, go ahead. We're okay. good. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Um, so do you find, I don't know if you've done it with the surplus, that it's hard to gain people's trust like if they don't know that this happens they already lost their property uh you know that it there could be some you know skepticism with of course. it of, of, of course and you do have to just like with any other real estate transaction you're trying to do wholesaling anything real estate agents you're building a rapport with this particular property owner you know and um it's like it's it's it's, it's like you, you have to have a conversation. I noticed I work better with conversations, but mind y'all, there's other companies that's in there, in there, in there, on it, on it, on it, you know? And it's like, when I'm sending my letters out and then I finally get somebody on the phone and, and I'm early on it, I'm very early on it to the point where, okay, so I have this ebook, um, 10 Ways to Save Your Home from Foreclosure, right? That gives me an in. Uh, before it mm. even goes to sale mm. mm -hmm. you understand what i'm saying so that gives me the end to be able to figure out if i can um, work with a real estate agent to short sell that property or if i can sub to the property you understand or it's like or if we can just sell it you know but I'm building that rapport so let's just say it does go to um it is foreclosed on right I'm already in. So it's like, there's other companies that's out there doing it. So it's like one mom and I could be having a conversation with Miss um, Miss Smith. And she was like, yeah, um, just send me the paperwork over and we'll talk about it and whoop, whoop, whoop. And I say, okay, cool. I shoot it out to her. And next thing I know, I call her a couple of days later. 
oh, my son, he was talking to another guy and he thinks he want to go with that guy. It's like, it's, it's like everybody is on them, you know? People right. who know about the overages. It ain't everybody in the world, but it's enough, you know? So it's like, you have to be on it. You can't wait a week or two later. And also with, within the sale itself, like with the... um the mortgage foreclosure sales, um, you know, on foreclosure.com, it lists on there the, um, the, the trustees who is actually conducting this sale. You give them a call because sometimes on the site, it's not going to tell you how much the minimum bid is or how much they're selling it for. You're like, hey, how much is one, two, three Main Street? Um, what's the um, starting bid on that? And they'll give you the information. And even after the fact, once it's sold, because it's I can't make it to every county. You understand? So other counties that's having a sale, maybe I only went to Clayton County and I want to know about Fulton County. So I'm calling the trustee's office. Hey, how much did one, two, three Main Street sell for? And they'll let me know how much it sold for. How much is such and such sell for? They'll let me know how much it sold for. And I'm automatically calling on property owners because I know there's an overage. That's I want golden. To of it, yeah. That's golden, dear. Mm -hmm. So would you, again, sorry, I have a lot of questions too, Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so would you say the, in, in, if you want to kind of go the route of attacking the overages or kind of the surplus, um, would you say you need to partner with an attorney in yeah, order to yeah. be able to do that? A real yes. estate attorney? Especially if you're in Georgia. But just not a regular real estate attorney. Every real estate attorney doesn't even really know how to navigate within the whole um, overages and um, surplus. Um, it's, it, it's either called overages, it's called surplus funds or excess funds, depending on your particular state. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And so you make sure you have to vet that particular attorney. You, you may be out there trying to find a few attorneys that be like, hey, do you specialize in overages and surplus funds? You know, how much do you get out of the deal? How much is your cut? And just make sure that it's a win-win for everyone involved, you know? And make right. sure you ain't trying to rip the property owner off at the end of the day, because really it's their money, you know? You just letting them know about it, because a lot of them don't know. I just wanted to throw in one other thing too. Um, I was talking to another guy who works for Builder and he said for the houses that sells, he wants to know how much they sold for because he still is gonna go to um, the property owner right after the sale, before it's redeemed obviously, and see if there's still room for him to make a profit in there. So the, yeah. So that he can go and still try to make an offer for the property, will pay off the property owner, will pay off the person that bid it, and then still have room for them to make money off the deal. So that's like a, a whole nother correct. And mm. And correct. And so basically that investor, see, this is another part of the equation that the investor is really purchasing the property owner's right of redemption. So the property owner can still redeem their property. So why not go and ask them to go ahead on, they, I'll redeem the property and kick you something for it. They're purchasing the property owner's right of redemption. 
Ashmara, you gotta sell, teach me how to sell houses, baby. All I know is I was just gonna say we gotta get together. <laughs> we gotta get some things together real quick. <laughs> real quick, baby. I'm telling y'all, it's so many different ways. And people just don't know about the tax sales and how you can actually maneuver and make things happen with a tax sale. You ain't gotta be out there being with everybody out there acting a fool right now. Um, pandemic bidding. I don't did want you, I don't have to that. Did you see the fight that was about to happen? No. Did you see, I, oh man, oh, you <laughs> left, man. Okay, I'm not trying to take all y'all's time. But I was talking about it the, the right afterward. So I'm standing, I'm facing the bidder. To my right is a bidder and to my left is a bidder. There is a property that was started out, I think it was $800 or so. Mind you, we have been there for like an hour and a half already, paying attention. And when you're out there, you can tell who the investors are versus yeah. who's, who's the newbies, who's just trying to get a property. You can tell when the property is a good property. You can see people with highlighted papers. So I'm paying attention to what's going on, right? There's a guy to my left who has been buying up properties all day, or I should say bidding on properties all day. Okay. There is a guy to my right who, when the property went up for bid, he was quiet. The guy on my left made the first um, made the first bid, so he opened it up. Then there was a few hands going here and there, going up by a hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Then the property had got up to like two thousand dollars, and then the guy on my right he put in a bid. That was the first bid he had made the whole day. Like I hadn't, I didn't seen this dude all day. Like where did he come from? Mm -hmm. So then the guy to my left. He bid a couple hundred dollars more. And so then it became between the two of them. Everybody else was like, nah, that's all right. It's not worth it, right? Right. Girl, the guy to the right turned to the guy to the left and he says, why are you bidding this property up? Uh, it's not even buildable. And I was like, oh, no, he didn't. And then the guy on the left, he said, because this is an auction. And then he goes, but it's not buildable. And he was like, but this is an auction and I'm going to bid. Make it another $100. Girl, I, it was like watching the Real Houses, Real Housewives of something. But it was so hilarious because it's not hilarious. It was, it's a, it was, sorry, let me take this back. It was funny when it was happening. But you could tell that that guy was there because the property meant something to him. And he was frustrated with that process. And so he was trying to stop the process. So if you are if you're a type of person that like to see drama, you will definitely see some drama at a yes. tax sale. Yes, you definitely will. I was just in the tax sale um, in St. Louis. I think that was in June and the same situation. She was like, why are you being on that? That's just an empty lot. But that empty lot was right next door to her home. And she was like, I just, well, well you don't even know what you're being on. It's an empty lot. And they were about ready to fight out there, you know. She's like, "That's my, it's next to my house." He's like, "So I want it, I want it." Like that, what are you gonna do with that? It's right next to me. That's like, I like, whoa. <laughs> so you might be out there for a while, but there will be yes. some entertainment. I promise yes. you that. Always. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, ladies. I had taken over the call because it was just so funny to me. But did anybody else have any questions for Miss Tiffany? Oh, 
I have a quick question. So, uh, Tiffany, can you just explain the whole process like in three or four minutes? Like, how do you start? Okay, you get that list since you're working there, you get that list and then you go and talk to the homeowner before anybody reached there. And then you put that, um, you buy the taxes or you put that uh, house in the contract and then you go and sell it to other investors or what is you that? Can. Yeah, you, and, and, yeah you, you can. Yeah, you can. You can wholesale um, um, tax sale properties, you know. Um, wait, 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 Tiffany. I heard something that you just talked about the other day. Don't pay that person's taxes. Don't no, go. Yeah. Don't go and yeah. pay. Let's no. clarify that one. <laughs> right. Okay, first and foremost, um, you know how people, um, people come to me sometimes be like, yeah, I heard that you can um, pay people property taxes and um, you own their home. You're not paying anyone's property taxes. What you're doing, you're buying their debt. You're buying their liens. They have to be a process that you're going through. You just don't walk into somebody's office and say, hey, I want to pay the property tax on 123 Main Street. Then the owner of 123 Main Street is going to come looking for you and say, hey, here's my tax bill for 2022. You got this one too? You understand? You're going to go and pay that one because they don't owe you anything because you ain't bought nothing. You just paid something for them. So let me explain the actual process. Um, how do you pronounce your name? Shree. 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 Yeah. Okay. First and foremost, whatever particular state you want to purchase in, you need to know if they're selling you tax liens or tax deeds, right? Mm -hmm. Then you're going to want to find out the interest that you're going to get off of purchasing those particular liens and deeds and the redemption period. You have to allow the property owner to come and redeem either the liens or deeds from you. Now, once you find that out, you're going to contact that particular municipality, whatever county that is you're interested in, and find out when are they going to have their tax sale and how do you obtain the tax sale list. You understand? Once you get that tax sale list, you're going to go through it with a fine tooth comb and figure out what is what, what you're interested in, what you're not interested in. And what I do is... I code my stuff like A, B, C, D, and F. I'm really not going to fool with them at all. But A B, A, B, and C is how I gauge the properties that I'm interested in. Now, A, I know I'm not going to get A because my pockets ain't as deep as the pandemic bidding people are out there bidding. And A properties is the properties that everybody wants because you ain't got to do nothing to it. You ain't got to put no work into it. Basically, you go in there, probably paint the walls a little bit, clean up and get you a renter or owner finance it or rent to own or whatever. You're making money off of it, right? B properties is going to need a little bit of work, but it's going to be one of the popular um, properties. I, I go for C. I go for C and C minus type properties. It needs some work and it's not as attractive as A and B. And ain't nobody really want to fool with it. That's how I get my properties. So I go for the pretty ugly house. You know what I'm saying? The not so good house. People frown at a little bit. But once you map out which ones you're interested in, which ones you kind of interested in, 
and which ones that you would settle for. You already know what you're willing to bid, what it is, and how far, um, how much you're willing to get off of it. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what your particular end goal is. You know you may want to sell it or you may want to uh, put a renter in it, whatever your particular end goal is. So that's when you decide to start calling up these particular property owners. Start giving them a call. Get acquainted. Find out the situation. Why you ain't paying your property taxes? What can I do to help you? Um, you want to sell it? We can do that. You know, so you figure out a way to get into the equation without actually being able to purchase the tax lien or deed because once you get to the tax sale, currently right now with the pandemic bidding, it's hard to get it unless your pocket your, your pockets are extremely deep. And yours may be, and you may be okay with spending two to three times more than what the property is worth, but I'm not. And I'm gonna try to get it before anybody else gets it. So start calling that property owner once you get that list and once you see what the properties are on that list and see what you can get. That's dope. Okay. I have a, uh, I have one question. So mm -hmm. when you say A, B, C, you're not looking inside the property. So you are looking in the GIS and figuring out like, okay, we don't know if it is a vacant land that you don't have to see anything other than dirt, but in the house, you need to make those calculations. Like how do you know that it's a A, it's a B or it's a C? Now, if you're um, looking for properties within the same um, city that you're in, you can ride by those properties. Now, if someone's living in it, and I, mind y'all, I've always thought just because a person living in a property, I said, oh, yeah, that's a good property. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get this one. Baby, there are people that's living in them houses walking on top of trash. Do you hear me? That's nasty. You would think just because someone is living there that that's a good property. They got holes in the ceiling, dogs boo-booing in the corner, bathrooms overflowing with trash and trash and child. So you gonna try to look through windows or try to get an assessment of the property. Just just because someone lived there does not mean anything. You feel me? Because I couldn't believe it. But try to get an assessment of the property. Now, me. I'm okay with um, getting land because I have land in um, a couple of states. And, you know, sometimes we got to learn how to pivot. So I purchased land. Land is the cheapest for me. And I want to start putting like the container homes, the tiny homes, you know, stuff like that. Put that out there on the land. See if the city will have that those type of permits and those particular things for that city because it's like, y'all, it's, it's all about pivoting and all about trying to figure out a situation that works for you because you know your particular end goal. So if you see a house and let's just say the property owners is there, knock on the door, take a peek in if you can and see if you can put yourself in the equation. Now, um, if you can't get into the property, you're just going to have to try to make um, an estimated judgment, you know? Or let's say you have a GC. If you have a GC, they can go look at properties for you. Um, they have ways of um, getting in, inside of structures. You feel me? So if you have a GC, have them go take a look at it. And if they can give you an estimate of repairs, you know? That's okay. good stuff. So, question. Here I mm -hmm. go. Okay. <laughs> so 
let's say, okay, I go to tax auction, I bid up a house, okay, I win, I'm the winning bidder, yay, yay, yay. Um, someone's in the house, they don't want to leave the house. Now I have to go to kind of, how do I legally get them out? Well, first and foremost, depending on your state, you still have to get the property owner some redemption periods. So if they have a year of redemption, they have a year that you can't go in and cut, cut the grass. You can't fix right, the right, fence. Right, right, right. None of that. And let's say so, I've honored the redemption period. I've honored no. the redemption period. Right. So once you once the redemption period has passed, you're going to file paperwork at the courthouse. You're going to bring your lien, your tax deed lien over to the actual sheriff's office and let them know that your property owner has not redeemed and you need to file their right, um, file the file the right to bar the redemption. You're going to bar them from being able to redeem that property. So they can't come and redeem. That that time has already passed, and you need to file the paperwork saying that they can't come and redeem anymore. Right. And then that starts the process where you're going to actually be issued a tax deed. Well, not even a tax deed. You're going to be issued the deed in your name because you're holding on to the tax deed. You're going to actually be issued a, the deed in your name. Does the sheriff evict them or boot them out? Now, if once once that particular property has become your property, you just go through the regular eviction process, go to the sheriff's office, I need these particular people evicted from the property, and let that process play out. Right, so even though you have, even though you may have the property, own the property, it doesn't mean you can actually do anything to it if you have a non-compliant uh, Previous yeah, you still have to whatever. you still have to follow the um eviction procedures yeah okay. and plus you don't want to be out there fooling with some people yourself and oh, the last yeah. thing you want to do is have them try to destroy the property because they're going to be out there acting a fool if they don't right. want to leave they already don't want to go you know right right, right. Mm -hmm. um we had one question from the chat but i'm sorry i didn't see and it was it's going back to the overages um okay. what would you charge for i guess the, the service fee of um gathering or getting the person's overage or their excess funds back for them um you can do percentages you can do like 20 percent or 15 percent you know you're gonna make sure you get a piece of it but you're not gonna say i'm gonna charge you half of what you have what you got because at the end of the day don't forget you still have to pay that attorney that's helping you as well so you still they're still getting a piece of the money as well so you got to have enough room for everybody gotcha sounds good ladies we are at the end of our call it's going so well it's like we might need to we might need to figure out how we can get Miss Tiffany to come hang out with us again. Oh. Um, um, I was going to say, I, wanna, I definitely want to hang out with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to answer that one question, Iris. Um, can you rehab a property during a redemption period and get refunded? You can do that in Alabama. Alabama, you can, re you can actually renovate that property. And if that property owner comes to redeem, they owe you the money you paid for that lien, the actual percentage that was accruing, and the cost of repairs. And she said Alabama's hot right now. 
Mm-hmm. They they have a three year redemption period though, but you can you can um you can um renovate that particular the properties there after you purchase. Mm-hmm. Okay. This has been so insightful. Okay. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. I'm sure the ladies appreciate it. You, we have opened up our minds. We're seeing real estate in a whole nother, another right. way. I can't remember something you kept saying, um, pivot, right? We yeah. need to learn how to pivot. I, I really enjoy um, how you put things. And now I'm like, I'm sure all of us are, I know me and Ashmar are going to be talking, but some of us are like, well, how am I going to go about this and that? So I'm very, very thankful for you coming and spending some time with us. Um, Thank guys, you guys for having me. How do we follow you? Like, I know how to follow you on Instagram. What else do you have? Um, I also have Facebook. I'm Tiffany Tayus on Facebook. And I'm starting a YouTube. I just haven't posted any videos there. I'm just, I just had to delete every video I had. So I'm going to start making stuff for YouTube. I'm happy for all my platforms. That's so awesome. Okay, ladies. Well, guess what? It is the end of our call. I will beg for Tiffany to come back and sit with us and talk with us again, because I'm sure we all will appreciate that. The show is sponsored by The List Guys. Do you need more leads in your local or virtual market? One in 10 small businesses don't invest in any kind of marketing. The List Guys have over 35 plus list types to choose from and you can mix and match any list or criteria. We also use the skip trace list and provide up to seven numbers and email addresses. Every list you purchase will be scrubbed against previous purchases. The List Guys are here to save you time. Contact The List Guys today at www.1listguys.com. That's www.the number one listguys.com.